have downloaded Threads. Are you taking part? This is Meta's new version of Twitter, essentially. We're going to get some more details in just a moment, but I've seen so many people posting on Instagram saying, yeah, I'm on it. I've downloaded it. Here I am. I'm on Threads. Are you someone who is also buying in? Let me know. We're going to get into what the details look like with our guest, who's a professor of the School of Communication and the Gina Lab at Simon Fraser University, Dr. Peter Chow White. Dr. Chow White, thanks so much for making the time. Once again, always good to talk to you. Hi, Chelsea. Thanks for having me back. I'm always uh, excited to talk to you. You've got great topics. And how are you doing today? I'm doing very well. I'm curious because I am not someone who has adopted threads, but I have seen people talking about it. A lot of people have moved on to it or at least have downloaded it. Maybe they've not moved away from Twitter, but they're they're leaning in to threads. So let's mm-hmm. just define exactly what this is. Is it anything other than just Meta's answer to Twitter? Well, it sounds all very exciting. So I think that's what's medicine for at the moment is just all this excitement around this. So, you know, we're talking about it. Seems like lots of people are talking about it. Um, but, you know, it seems that what they're trying to do is to, you know, respond to, you know, a, a, uh, the impact that, that Twitter be becoming a private company and being owned and changing a lot of its protocols and things and how that's, that's raised some uh, some questions in the market about what people want to do. So I think there's, there's big tech moving in to try and take market share from other big tech is one way to look. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people suggesting that when Elon Musk took over Twitter, that was going to be the end of it. Some people just sticking around just to watch the dumpster fire that it became for a moment. Um, Is this going to be what drives the final nail in Twitter? Are Are enough people going to move away from Twitter onto threads? Yeah, I think that remains to be seen. You know, uh, Twitter isn't just some messaging platform. Like Twitter is one of the original few um, social media um, platforms that we got used to, that we learned how to use, that we mm-hmm. grew into, and that it changed over time in terms of what it is. It's not one thing. We often characterize it as one thing, but there's lots of different communities that use it. It serves a lots of different functions, from things like news media to you know to to uh, you know small communities, you know to crisis to important tool for crisis communication, for example, if there's an earthquake or a fire or a tsunami or, or with COVID or whatever, right? So it serves a number of functions to become quite integrated into our, our daily lives. You know, like for me, for example, if I want to know what's happening in the news, the first thing I open is Twitter. Totally. I unfortunately don't go to the CBC news page anymore. I go to Twitter first. You know, I look for to see what's trending topics are or who I'm following and reporters and stuff like that. So that's not going to go anywhere anytime soon. Um, but, like, I think dumpster fire is a pretty interesting way to put it. I'm not sure that happened after he got there. I think instead of walking with the kitchen sink, he walked in with that with uh, with with fuel for the for fuel for that fire. Mm, you yes. Know? And uh, and and you know really, you know, change things in a way that wasn't good for most people. It was sort of an idiosyncratic idea of what public communication should be. Uh, it was non-consultative. It wasn't had nothing to do with what anybody else really wanted or needed. It was what one individual thought that the world should look like. And usually, when someone has you know forces their own their own perspective on things, especially when it comes to community function things, and and public forms of communication, it doesn't go well and it hasn't. So. So uh, Facebook has, has seen this and they've, they've created their own very quickly. And they, yeah. they've, they've spun it up and they're sending it out. And certainly some sort of some, some maybe some half-baked ideas from Elon Musk in terms of what Twitter should look like. Maybe some ideas that weren't necessarily researched. So is, is the move then away from Twitter going to be because people dislike Elon Musk so much? Yeah, well, this isn't the first 
the first um, uh, you know news stories around Exodus, right? The mm-hmm. first one was Mastodon, right? So as soon as he came in, all of a sudden people were freaking out. They're, hey, where do we go? There's this thing called Mastodon that had very limited uptake for probably various reasons. You know, it's it's it sounds a lot like you know when Americans uh, vote in someone Republican, they all want to move to Canada, right? But how many actually do move to right. Canada? Not 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 a lot, most likely. Um, you know, the the uh, and there's other ones too, like uh, you know, um, like Jack Dorsey, you know, had from Twitter from the platform of Twitter was creating another thing called Blue Sky, um, which is another type of social media, a decentralized social media platform. And um, so there's been a, there's been a few of them that are out there. And uh, but the one with the Meta probably has a lot going for it because what really makes these social networks important are the number of people using the social networks. And Facebook can Meta can push millions and millions of people towards this thing. So I think that's what's got going for it. It's interesting to me because you know you talk about using Twitter as a news source, and so many people do. So many people have been using it since what 2020, 2010, I think, maybe even a little bit earlier than that, and have really built up a following. And so the incentive to leave that following behind and move elsewhere, unless that platform is going to offer you something really different, is something that I think some people are really going to shy away from. What's what's the opportunity there that Threads can offer Twitter users that doesn't already exist? They feel like they're very much the same. Yeah, and, and technically, you know, what they do and how they work and the role of algorithms driving, you know, what you, what each individual user sees, you know, there's, like, what's what's the difference? Like, right. they're, they're two big platforms. They make their money off data. They make their money off of the algorithmic um, information, display of information for individual people. But, you know, what we keep, you know, need to pay attention to here is that, you know, the networks are important. So, you know, for example, like if you make a cell phone, it's the only cell phone that you use, it, the value of that cell phone is really low. But that cell phone grows in value with the more people that have the same cell phone and can communicate on that network. This is exactly the same way that that the value has been driven and created on these particular platforms. So from from a, a what we call an influencer point of view now, or that they weren't called influencers back in the 20s and 2000s, is that if you've spent 10 years building up a massive following, you can't you don't just migrate that over to another platform, right? Right. So so that's gonna that's gonna slow down adoption. Individuals may adopt it, but as far as the business use cases or the large scale followings, whether they're entertainers or sports or or, or reporters or you know ex presidents, you know these things don't move easily, and that's where the real value is. Is in, is in the networks and the networks that are built for, for particular individuals and communities. So does it succeed? I am. Um, I don't have a crystal ball for these things, unfortunately. <laughs> um, I think it will have it will go anywhere from limited success to some success. Will it will it take over Twitter? Uh, yeah, I wouldn't bank my money on that, to be honest. So I, you know, it's it's going to be interesting, you know, and it's got a lot going for it. But one of the things that, that drives Twitter is not so much as technical functions of how it works, but how it works culturally and socially, mm-hmm. right? You know, we've seen things, that, you know, the community moderation in terms of, you know, what is not just freedom speech, but what is democratic speech on these platforms? How is that managed? If you just take a liberal, so if you just take a, uh, 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 a point of view where any speech is okay and anybody can say anything, you know, we've seen what happens with Twitter. Hate speech rockets sure. when, that, when, when you took down those community moderation. Is that the type of platform that is inviting to people, that's bringing people in, that creates community, or does it destroy community, and is it corrosive for democratic communication? That's where um, the new platforms really need to make their mark is to make it inviting for people, make people feel safe or, or, or interested or, you know, or entertained, whatever it may be. And that still remains to be seen. Dr. Chow White, always great insight from you. Thank you so much for making the time this afternoon. Really appreciate it. 
You're very welcome. Anytime. Thanks for having me. Of course. Take care. Professor of the School of Communication and the Gina Lab at Simon Fraser University. That's Dr. Peter Chow White talking about threads. Meta's Twitter rival. It's now here.